the church shouldn't get involved with politics. We agree that black lives matter, but so do all lives. We agree that social justice matters, but we shouldn't confuse social justice with the gospel. Let the gospel be the gospel. We agree that discrimination and oppression are wrong, but we should recognize that contemporary social justice movements are wedded to a neo-Marxist worldview. We are opposed to racism and sexism, but we cannot support these movements because their agendas embrace other policies such as LBGTQ rights and abortion rights. These are some of the many arguments that Christians pose when it comes to opposing Black Lives Matter. I wanted to spend some time talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and the church's response, specifically the, the white evangelical church. There are many opinions whether or not a Jesus-loving Christian should even say Black Lives Matter. I've had my share of unsolicited advice. Like many issues, most Christians are not discipled on how to really think about these issues. Oftentimes, we're discipled by Fox News, CNN, or other media stations. Or we're given a few verses and taught not to critically think, otherwise you'll be swayed and lose your faith, which is contrary to security theology. This episode will be a little bit longer than usual, but I want you to listen through the whole thing. Let's lean in. Let's listen. I'm going to hit on a couple of topics, and those topics are all lives matter. Social justice is a secondary issue. Just preach the gospel. Black Lives Matter is Marxism. And how should we as Christians view or process Black Lives Matter? Let's let's hit on the All Lives Matter issue. The All Lives Matter response to Black Lives Matter misses the point terribly. Black Lives Matter attempts to draw attention to the fact that black people in this country have been historically and systematically excluded from that all. Black Lives Matter makes the point that although all lives matter in theory, black lives do not appear actually to matter as much as white lives matter in America. We don't go to forums or rallies for the cure of cancer uh, and say, hey, all diseases matter. Nor will we go to Germany and say to Jewish people, hey, German lives matter. People think by saying black lives matter, they're saying black lives matter only, which is not what, it's, what it means. Black lives matter simply means black lives matter too. Some of the other arguments are, what about black on black crime? Black-on-black crime has always existed. So has white-on-white crime and Latino-on-Latino crime. Most, Most of the times, races do crime against their own race because of proximity. And if you do the research, that's because of segregation. This, The history of this country is all built on segregation. And as you look at the different demographics, there are races and social... Uh, economic classes clumped together. And so those people do crime on the people who are close to them. So there's no black on black escalation of crime. The reality is every race and every socioeconomic group is at a high rate of, of crime. So really the issue is crime and it always has been crime 
in the first place. So, to that, we have to put the guns down. We have to, we have to start, hey church, we have to start um, really speaking into these issues of, of crime. All right, now we're going to be talking about the argument. Social justice is just a secondary issue. Just, just preach the gospel. See, I feel like this claim that social justice shouldn't be confused with the gospel, that claim should be scrutinized. Because according to it, social justice is separable from the gospel. See, we need to understand the gospel that Jesus preached. In his inaugural hometown sermon, Jesus preached from the prophet Isaiah. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to bring the good news or the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free. Luke 4, 18, citing Isaiah 61, 1 and 58, 6. The gospel that Jesus came preaching was in fact inseparable from the concerns about social justice, which is to say about caring for the poor, caring for the prisoner, caring for the disabled, and all those who find themselves oppressed by society's laws and institutions. Is there a different if there is there a difference between the gospel that we say Jesus preached and the and the gospel that Jesus actually preached? Some say the rich need the gospel too. This is obviously true. But I would also say to that the rich, the privileged have access to hundreds of churches because hundreds of churches are targeting them because they need money to exist. There are no shortages of churches for the rich, but there are very few people actually willing to plant in neighborhoods where the bloods and the crypts live. But those are the first people that Jesus preached to. He liberated, he liberated them spiritually, physically, emotionally, Martin Luther says, God doesn't need your good works, but your neighbor does. I heard a, a, a quote from, from a slave to a master. It said, it said God, may not, God may not need your good works, but I would really like to be free. Faith without works is dead. See, we are the light of the world. We're sought in light. We are reconcilers. We are restorers. We are empowerers. Let's stop making theological debates to be lazy. Let's start losing ourselves. Let's start losing our lives. Let's start, stop preserving our lives. Moving on. What about the claim that contemporary social justice movements are so intricately intertwined with neo-Marxism that a Christian cannot support them? Philosopher J.P. Moreland from Biola University claims as much. After defining neo-Marxism as the view that the power struggle between identity groups is the force that drives history and culture evolution, Moreland alleges that there are neo-Marxist and therefore non-biblical roots to the current diverse social justice white privilege movements. Since a neo-Marxist and a biblical-based Christianity worldview are contradictory, we must not baptize whole cloth the current secular version of the solution to these problems found in the movement as it is incarnate at our universities as well as our secular progressives. So it may be true that some strands of Black Lives Matter are intertwined with neo-Marxism, although this is difficult to establish by appeal to the movement's literature. 
Moreland claims that the contemporary social justice movement is committed to the following propositions. Number one, the goodness and badness of an individual and his or her actions are solely due to his or her race. Number two, those in a dominant class are by def definition oppressors and victimizers. Those outside the dominant class are innocent victims. And number three, all ideas, ethical, philosophical, religious, artistic, etc., are mere phenomenon produced by the real driving force of culture, conflict, and movement, race warfare. But if you search for these criteria, you won't find anything so explicit or extreme in the propaganda of Black Lives Matter. Ravi Zacharias says, never judge a philosophy by its abuse. It wouldn't be fair if people judge Christianity by the Crusades or the colonizers that killed the natives and enslaved blacks or Westboro Church for that matter. So let's not do the same for others. But suppose it were true that Black Lives Matter was committed to neo-Marxism. From that, it does not follow that Christians should not support Black Lives Matter. It only follows that Christians should not, like Moreland said, baptize whole cloth Black Lives Matter. But why would Christians want to do that anyway? Here's my last thoughts on this Marxism thing. Is there a principle, is there a scripture that says that you cannot support any movement that includes policies with which one disagrees? Most Christians who object to Black Lives Matter on such grounds do, do not similarly object to supporting a national political party, even though there is no national political party whose policy commitments are consistent with Christian teachings. For this, they will usually use the excuse that we have to choose the worst of two evils, or they're way more in line with, with the Bible than, than the other party, which is subjective. See how the with, with Black Lives Matter it gets intense, but with, when it comes to people's parties, grace abounds and conviction lessens. If we were to reject every organization and company on the same grounds that you reject Black Lives Matter, your consumer life would change. You would have to reject Target, Starbucks, Nike, Converse, Toms, Disney, Ikea, Verizon, Nordstrom, Under Armour, Sephora, Express, Reebok, Adidas, Gap, Sperry, these companies have aggressively financed and unashamedly affirmed LBGTQ communities and pro-choice. And that's just a small portion of the list. Yet I'm sure that those who reject Black Lives Matter will still give their money to these companies. I have to say that it is very contradictory that one would reject Black Lives Matter on those terms and still shop at these places. And one step further, even vote for any political party. Knowing this information and having those convictions you should be the same across the board. Yet I know that there's someone who's going to theologically weasel their way out of, out of this and continue shopping saying that this is different. It's not the same. My point is, these issues aren't black and white. Jesus ate with sinners. And guess what? He was called a sinner. By who? The religious people. They thought that because Jesus was frequently hanging out with sinners... He was affirming everything that they were doing, and that's just not the case. Let's, let's work harder to actually be in relationship and stop trying to change people. Let Jesus do the changing. We can work on acting like Jesus. We can work on relying on Jesus to love people. I believe it was Sandra Marie that said, 
calling biblical justice Marxism is a theologically lazy way of giving yourself permission to soak in the ideal in the idolatry of the American dream. Many people want to give critiques to these movements, but they offer no solutions to the problem of racial injustice. The the world has been waiting on the church uh, to 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 move in these issues. The the evangelical church has been silent throughout history, and not only that, they have been a propeller of racial injustice. We have to understand that Black Lives Matter is alive in the world today because we have not been Christian enough. So what then should the Christians say or think about Black Lives Matter? How should we proceed? While it may be true that we cannot baptize Black Lives Matter whole cloth, I propose that in this moment, Black Lives Matter offers a prophetic voice that calls the church to a renewed sense of vocation and mission. More important than the question of where exactly Black Lives Matter goes wrong with Christian perspectives are the following questions. How does Black Lives Matter expose the failure of the church to perform the gospel? And what kind of allies should we be to Black Lives Matter? I believe that Black Lives Matter is a gift to the church and that it is a prophet that calls the church to repent. The church in America has a history of silence, passive complicity, and active construction of oppressive systems targeting blacks in the country. Martin Luther King Jr. seen it this way. He says, honesty impels us to admit that the church has not been true to its social mission on the question of social justice. In this area, it has failed Christ miserably. This failure is due not only to the fact that the church has been appallingly silent and disastrously indifferent to the realm of race relations, but even more to the fact that it has been an active participant in shaping and crystallizing the patterns of the race caste system. Black Lives Matter cries out from the wilderness, exposing the church's false gospel that has severed the proclamation of the coming kingdom of God from its just politics. Black Lives Matter challenges us to open our eyes to the reality that Black Lives Matter has laid hold the certain truths that are essential parts of the Christian view of things. Namely, the gospel announces God's eternal no to injustice and oppression. Mary's song clearly speaks of God's kingdom concern to cast down the mighty from their thrones and lift up the lowly, to fill the hungry with good things and send the rich away empty. That's from Luke chapter 1 verse 46-55. Where Black Lives Matter confronts deadly oppression and voices a rallying cry for all black lives striving for liberation, Christians are invited to acknowledge and repent of the way in which the church has failed to do the same. This has been the status quo for the American church for too long. Dr. Martin Luther King laments in, in his words when he says, in spite of the noble affirma uh, affirmations of Christianity, that the church has often lagged in its concern for social justice and too often have been content with mouth piety, debating theology instead of living theology. It has been too often so absorbed and the future good over yonder that it forgets the present evils down here. Yet the church is challenged to make the gospel of Jesus Christ relevant within the social situation. King challenges the church to go, to move, 
to be Jesus. The judgment of God is upon the church. The church has a schism in its own soul that it must close. It will be one of the tragedies of Christian history if future historians record that at the height of the 20th century, the church was one of the greatest preservers of white supremacy. At this moment in America, it is not at all clear that the white evangelical church is concerned about black lives, much less willing to own its complicity in white supremacist thinking, policies, and systems, not only in our nation or local governance, but most concernedly in our local churches. If the church does in fact have a more distinctive and decisively Christian response to white supremacy, it has yet to boldly perform its faithful response. Listen, the the church must recover its revolutionary witness that God in Christ has come to overthrow every earthly kingdom. Christians should never be surprised to find that the world and the church are in need of repentance and reform. God's restorative action is needed every day and in every way. The church should accordingly welcome the witness of Black Lives Matter and other social movements that are putting the spotlight on truths that the church has forgotten, neglected, and in some cases outright denied. Our dedication to the cause of Christ encompasses the causes of many secular movements. And when such movements arise, they prophesy blessing or woe on the church. The church should discernently and gratefully receive such prophecies as gifts that help us become more like God, more like the people of God, more like Christ. Perhaps the witness of the church is best expressed in the crucial alliance with all movements that sing a magnificent song in a world of corrupt power. And as we become more like the people of God, boldly singing Mary's song of God's just rule, our secular allies may find that this was the song their hearts had always longed for. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Remember to turn on your notifications to be the first to listen to future episodes. Also, be sure to like and share this podcast and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are relying upon the benevolent gifts of donors to continue our ministry in an urban setting. So if you are compelled to give, please give a gift at donorbox.org backslash WHCC. Hey, thank you and be blessed.